0: ist in der Kleinstadt Winden ein Junge auf
1: mysteriöse Weise verschwunden. Die Frage ist nicht wer die Kinder entführt hat, sondern wann. Das Ende ist der Anfang. Und der Anfang ist das Ende. Zick, zick. Du wirst alles verstehen, wenn es an der Zeit ist zu verstehen. Zick,
2: zick. Aber jede Entscheidung für etwas ist doch immer eine Entscheidung gegen etwas.
1: Wollen wir
0: Hello and welcome to Dark, a companion podcast, the Netflix TV series. I'm PB. I'm
2: Mergles. I'm Acorn. Wollen wir Anfang?
0: Yes. Yeah, yes, please.
2: <laughs>
0: so excited. Okay, so before we get started, you know the drill, but this is a companion podcast. It's not a watch-along. So if for some reason you clicked on this, you want to go back, watch the whole series first, and then and then come back and give us a listen this is also discussion format. We go into the discussion each week, not really knowing what each other's notes are. We don't get peeks. It means we should have a more organic conversation, but it also means that we won't get everything right. So if we mess something up, we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation. You can do that by emailing us at darkcompanionpod at gmail.com. And we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation. So do that, do that. Speaking of, (gasps) I'm going to hand it over. We have a
1: Twitter. Oh,
0: yeah. We have a Twitter. Yes, we do. We do. I was going to hand it over to the mailman, but go go for
2: it. Hi, mailman here. We now have a Twitter. So if you are on Twitter and you want to be a part of the discussion and you do not want to email us, which is totally cool and fine, you can tweet at us Mm -hmm. at Radio Winden.
0: That is, I'm sorry that is the coolest name ever yeah I'm Love so it. happy shout out to SK for thinking of it because it's great it's beautiful if we could go, go back ahead, in she, time would we rename the podcast to Radio Winden but then no one would find it
2: it's true no <laughs> yeah, one true.
0: would It'd be super secret <laughs> but yes just think of us as your Radio Winden
2: yes I'm housekeeping because it was my episode Mm -hmm. last week. Mm -hmm. I have no housekeeping, but I do have mail. Okay. We have recently gotten a lot of emails and we're very excited about it. I can't believe it. So we have a little special thing in the works for you. But today we're going to read. We're going to read an email. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, This one made me really emotional. So just prepare. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, It's just, it's beautiful. Oh boy. Like I knew that when we were like, hey, guys, email us, be a part of our conversation. Like I hoped that we would get emails, but the types of emails that we're getting is just beyond my like, I know we started this podcast because we were excited to have these discussions and that's been the driving force for me. But it's just uh, it's just a very special thing. Some of the things that people are saying to us. So here is
0: Oh my God, you're already going to cry. What the heck? I'm
2: going to cry, dude. It's just so good. Okay. I have to, I have to, I have to set this up so I can read it while also still seeing your faces. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <need> Important. <laughs> it does not help that I empathy cry too. So
2: are you guys already empathy crying because I am like shaky? I'm feeling, it's like tickling in the back of my, my
1: eyes, my eyeballs because of you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So this email is from Randy. Thank you for emailing us, Randy.
1: Hello,
0: Randy.
2: Hi. Hello, Dark 3. I'm so thrilled to have found a Dark podcast that is not merely a watch-along recap, but a true discussion of themes, theory, character, (laughs) and artistry
0: thank you Few shows <laughs> <laughs> sorry don't mean to interrupt but like <laughs> we we debated long and hard about what format we wanted it's to do true. for this and yeah. you know watch-alongs are really popular and i but we just yeah thank you were we, we thank were like you.
2: will people be interested if it's yeah. just free form conversation and so yeah i'm really i'm really happy that we did that yeah and it sounds like randy is too <laughs> yeah Few shows draw me in and check all the boxes of my favorite rabbit holes like dark, and I've loved listening to your thoughtful discussion and interpretation. Part of me wishes I hadn't found it yet, so I didn't have to wait a week to hear the next cast. <laughs> if only I had some <laughs> spare God particle. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the three of you compliment each other so well, and I hope this podcast continues for a good while. Hopefully, I'll have some content-specific input or insight to share at some point, but until then... Know that you three are a perfect match. Never believe anything else. Oh, Randy. my God. <laughs>
1: oh, no.
2: So I'm dead. Yeah. That's the nicest thing ever. <laughs> In case we were wondering, like, why we were doing this podcast. That's yeah. why. Like, makes me cry, man. I love you guys. I love you, too. I love you. Well, thanks, Randy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Man, that that's perfect.
2: Yeah. Okay, well. The other
0: thing, too, is, you know, and we can cut this out if we want, but I don't think that we should because, you know, Randy brought it out of us. But I, I feel like I've just... This podcast, we started to do a project about dark, but since then, we started reading books together. We have a good hour of chat beforehand, and I feel like... We've become very close based on what we've talked about in the show, and I just I'm very grateful for for your friendship and yeah. So thanks, Randy. I'm gonna stop now before I have an absolute meltdown. Have some more of my <laughs> um, breakfast smoothie. I,
2: <laughs> I, I would uh, I would add on to that. I'm just gonna say same, <laughs> so that I can emotionally recover. Yeah, I love you guys. This has been amazing. We just really love the show and we care a lot, and I think. I don't know. Maybe it's just a sign that it shows that we just have a good vibe and we all equally care about it and want to talk about it. And each other
0: too. Yeah. yeah. There are a couple of podcasts that I've listened to, not dark related. I I would never, never dog on another podcast. This is just a random podcast. I don't even know the name of it where it's, it always feels like the hosts are waiting for their turn to talk rather than actually Mm. listening to the other hosts. And I think you know we we genuinely care about what each other has to say and what we've learned, and I think that's that's pretty awesome, so yeah, I do feel like we're a perfect match as
1: well yeah so i I can't tell you how many times I've thought about the podcast. I listen to the podcast too like throughout the yeah. week just because it's comforting, and I like yeah. listening to us again because I've thought so many times how I would not be able to do this alone, and yeah. it's incredible how unique our perspectives are, but then they come together for this incredible discussion where we just cover everything. Yeah, And I learned stuff that I didn't even know. I completely missed things and then you guys bring it up. So it's, it's so balanced. And I think it's super appropriate for that to be the case with a podcast about dark. Yeah.
0: And it's already got me thinking, when dark is over, what podcast project are we going to do next? Because we can't not do this no. anymore. You know? <laughs> I know. No, it's true. But not that it's ending soon. Nobody panic because we have so oh, much. Oh, I know exactly we have...
2: what we're going to do. I know exactly what we're going to do. Oh, we're going to do an <laughs> Anita Blake podcast. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, How is we... that even a question? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, unt- until we w- get to the new show that the creators are doing of dark, right? We might just follow them forever. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just like podcast stands. We're a perfect match and we got to stay together. That's it. We We can't believe
2: anything else.
0: Yeah. The dark three he called us to. What? Oh,
2: my God. So special.
0: Thanks, Randy. That was a lovely, lovely message.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much, Randy. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed listening to us cry about it. (laughs) um, because I know that (laughs) I enjoyed crying about it. We're leaving that (laughs) in, right? We're all comfortable with that. Oh Yes. A thousand percent. Are you kidding me?
0: (laughs) This week's episode is Then Together about Magnus and Francisca. But before we dive in, I have a question for us, and it relates to the episode. And that is, do you remember your first love or your first teen relationship? And if you don't want to talk about that, then let's talk about a time in which you had a relationship where you knew it was different from all the others.
1: Ooh, because
0: that is, I feel like, both of them. They both mm-hmm. meet as teens, but I feel like they both know it's different than anything else they've experienced before.
1: So, who wants to go first? Oh, this man. This is a
2: hard I question.
1: I can. I'll, yeah. I'll go first this time. So, I'm going to talk about my first love because it was your stereotypical, uh, maybe not stereotypical, but it's your very teenagey, angsty kind of thing because. Yeah. I had the biggest crush on one of my neighbors and I lived out in the country. So we would often go over to their house to hang out, do bonfires Stop it. and that kind of thing. So it was picturesque, out of a movie, out of a book, go down to the lake house kind of thing and oh run around my with God. a bunch of boys. Yeah, it was great. This a lot of great like years. The,
0: this is the start of every good fanfic I ever read or wrote. I know.
2: Or just 50% of all romance movies. Yes, go on. (laughs) Or
1: that. Yeah, I know. But the boy I had a crush on had a bunch of brothers and I had a bunch of sisters. So we would get together and play like hide and go seek. We would go swim in the lake and all of this stuff. And I had a crush on him for years and years and years. Oh, no. And like everything you can think of, like staying late and... Borrowing a shirt and then going home and like and smelling, smelling the shirts it. that smelled like him, <laughs> <laughs> like all of yeah. your classic teenage stuff, and um, but nothing ever happened. Never kissed him. Never dated him. <gasps> did nothing. you ever confess? I did <gasps> years later, <gasps> in college. I think I I forget how we started talking. I think it was like a text message or something. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, let's catch up. Let's go ahead, go get dinner or something. And so at, after dinner, we're out in the parking lot, and I told him do you know how much I liked you when we were teenagers? And he had no idea. And he's like, Um, I really liked you too, but I thought you were out of my league. (gasps) He's like, I never thought that you would date me. And so I never asked. And I'm like, are you (laughs) fucking kidding me? (laughs) I liked you
2: so bad. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That hurts.
2: Oh did you did you get together then well it <laughs> sounds you? like yeah it sounds like because she yeah. said do you
0: know how much i liked you it sounds like you were both kind of over it then yeah mm.
1: yeah it oh, was man. so many years later i mean this is the difference between like high school and post at the end of college or post college so it was quite a yeah. few years yeah and were different people then um and so like the person he was then wasn't really my type anymore but as a teenager he was like so my type yeah um yeah. but yeah he's married now and we're each living different lives. But I guess it was cathartic in that sense because I was able to confess. Yeah, you were able to confess. Yeah, yeah that's, sure. that's just it, right? Oh, man, Conf- that's such Confession a good story. Confession is key.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really good.
1: It's a good
0: one.
2: In terms of love when you knew it was different.
0: Yeah, I thought that might be interesting, too.
2: Yeah, not to be like super cheesy. No,
0: please. We're here for the cheese.
2: <laughs> it's the love that I have right now. Yeah, is the love that I knew was super different.
0: How did you know?
2: I have no idea. Right? I've been trying no to articulate idea.
0: this as well, because I, I feel like the current relationship that I'm in now is just, I could tell, but I don't yeah. know how. I don't know how to yeah. articulate that or or explain it.
2: It just felt right. The way we got together, the honesty that we had, I don't know, man. It, it sounds insane, but I just knew. It just felt right in every fiber of my being and it was very difficult the first couple of years of us being together was very very difficult for many reasons i know like last week we, i was talking about how my my position on love has changed and i feel like a great amount of that is due to my relationship right now mm. like it taught me what love should be and it taught me what i want from love because there's you know there's of course love looks different for everybody but it taught me what i want from love which yeah. is almost like a I said familial almost like this sense of like you and me know each other on a level we have each other's backs on a level like we just are the everything you know like the best friend the you know the confidant the the person that I know is there always and that level of like closeness and friendship that Mm -hmm. I just never had before.
0: Do you feel like in the past you had segregated roles for people? Partner is is this and this, but we don't talk about these things. I talk about those things with my friend. And then you've got this partner now that has it all.
2: I think it came naturally in the sense that I just didn't feel that I could in previous relationships in all my previous relationships. I didn't feel like that the other person could carry certain parts of me. Yes. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, oh,
0: that makes sense.
2: And whether or not that's true, I didn't feel safe in those yeah. other relationships to be right. my 100% self yeah. to some extent. I thought that that was just normal. And that's why you had friends and mm-hmm. like you, which, you know, I I'm sure, again, it's normal for some people, but. I guess I just didn't expect that I could be with someone and, you know, it's not like our relationship is perfect, but in terms of just at night knowing that person knows you to the deepness of your core and you can trust them with that and you feel safe with them in that. I think in the past, because I have been through some stuff in my life, there's a certain level of no one can handle this bit about me. Um, I don't feel comfortable sharing this bit about me, so that's going to stay in a lockbox forever. Yeah. And they get this version of me, which is as close to the real me as anyone can get. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have, I have that compartmentalization in my life and I think it comes from like a need for control to some degree. Uh, and well, I think, uh, I
0: think sorry to interrupt. I, I do yeah. think it's a need for control, but you know, uh
2: for a reason be be gentle
0: on yourself here because it's not just a need for control or something that you need to fix i think i think it's natural for everybody to compartmentalize but also you know when you have traumatic things happen that is a that is a like that's a standard response to compartmentalize and and put things into boxes just for your own mental health and safety and then you know
2: yeah so It's like never being able to show your true gooey underbelly to anybody. And then I met him and it was like, I don't know, within the first two weeks of us talking, I didn't even meet him in real life yet. I was like, I'd show him all my underbelly.
0: I was hoping one of us would bring this up because this is exactly Mm -hmm. what we're going to talk about today with the two of them, Magnus and and Francisca.
2: But what about you, peeps? Oh,
0: well, but see, I was going to basically say something similar. I was going to talk about that, but it was just, okay. here's what I'll do. I'll talk about uh, very quickly. I'll talk about my first love since you hit on what I wanted to talk about with the segue. Um, Mine was just like my very first love. I was in kindergarten or maybe it was, was it was a kindergarten, first grade. It might've been second grade. Anyway, I was very, very young, but I was enamored with this boy named Brandon John. And I'm going to just straight up say his full name on here. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I grew up, I grew up in Japan, uh, in, in Okinawa and we, we went to school together and he just treated me like, I don't know, like sun shined out of my ass or something. It was just, he was so kind and just sweet. And Yeah, I just I remember our first kiss was like in the back of a uh, car we were so one of our parents was driving us somewhere and he just kind of looked at me and I looked at, and then we just like just we're ki- we're tiny right so you know oh it wasn't anything God, crazy it's so cute but we just of all time. we just looked at each other and he just kissed me on the cheek and i was like <gasps> ah! but yeah so that that was my my first love and i was like yeah i was very enamored with him and then you know we moved away and i i wrote letters and i think he wrote one back but then of course you know you just grow up yeah yeah but that was my first love but importantly i really really wanted to talk about, you know, being vulnerable in your full authentic self and the need to compartmentalize and, you know, revealing that because that is exactly what these two do. To talk about the two of them, I think we should talk about how they meet in Jonas's world first. Yeah. So we see the two of them interacting, but not quite because they're in different circles. Francisca's in the like, what they, they say, the geeky circle, but that's not really what it translates to. Right. Because in, in Germany, they're saying geek to mean she studies hard and she's a straight A student. Right. Yeah. Not that she yeah. likes video games and stuff like no, that. No, no, right. no. It's that she's so, like, a, yeah, yeah, that she's a straight A student and she works really hard and then he's not. But he is the son of the principal. So, one of their first conversations, she passes by him smoking at the side of the school and she comes in to have a joint. And he says, Should you really be, you know, the straight A geek? Should you really be doing that? And she says, Well, should the son of the principal be smoking a joint on school grounds? And in that moment, to me, that was them saying, I'm not who I'm putting forward. Neither of them were yeah. that person, but they took that moment to be like, Hey, I'm exposing myself a little bit to say I am not that person and I acknowledge that. And they're both intrigued by each other before this point because we see it as Francisco walks by and looks at him. She passes by him and then she comes back. Right. So she had a moment where she walked by and then went, no, you know what? I'm going to go back and talk to him. Um, so I think it's really interesting how they f- fall for each other in that first season and in that first world we get to see that slow intrigue with each other and then as they get together magnus is trying to pull her compartmentalization away yeah he says one specific line i don't want to hurt you i just want to know you and it's like yes Ugh
2: petition petition to change the way that you tell someone you love them from I love you to I want to know you yes (laughs) yeah right (laughs) I can't think of anything more beautiful romantic all-encompassing
0: yeah and in the in the biblical sense to know someone is to also have slept with them right yeah Uh, originally yeah so I know you is to say like I know every part of you which is pretty cool all right. So instead right, of Mom. I love you, we're going to go with I know you. We're all just walking away and saying <laughs> I know you. <laughs> Partners are going to be like, uh, yeah, OK. <laughs>
2: yeah, they're gonna be like, It'll be our yes, secret. What, It'll be our secret. What did you find out? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So so Magnus says, I, I don't want to hurt you. And it's it's interesting because in this scene, he also lifts up a hand to her face. And that hand is bloody knuckles. Like he punched, he punched the wall repeatedly about um, the frustration with Mickle and everything. And uh, so the fact that he holds his hand up, that is bloodied, very physical representation of being able to do harm. And he says, I don't want to hurt you. I want to know you. However, before we just dive into how immediately romantic it is, I think we should talk about how kind of creepy it is in the beginning. Yeah. The way he kind of like <laughs> stalks her a little bit and like spies on her and, you know, watches her Follows in gym her class around. and yeah. Yeah, takes her picture on knowing in gym class and looks at it later on his phone. Those are like weird things, man. Those are weird.
2: I forgot that he took a picture of her while she was in gym class and that yeah. leotard. Yeah. yeah. Now, the only
0: thing I have to say, the only thing that saves it for me is that he zooms in on her face and he takes a picture of her as she's. Almost looking at him, smiling. Yeah. So to me, in that moment when he zooms in, it's like he just likes her happy and yeah. that smile. So it made it somewhat okay. But yeah, otherwise, it's a little creepy as fuck.
2: Yeah, and also right after that, she is definitely DTF. <laughs> she mm-hmm, just meets mm-hmm. him in yeah. the change room yeah. and is like, "This is this is an equal feeling here that we're having." Yeah. Oh, so, Actually, I'm not sure if that's also, the case. But yeah.
1: Also, I mean, in the show, they do identify that behavior as wrong because she yeah. eventually tells him I can't believe you spied on me like that's not okay yeah and I'm mad at you yeah and they yeah. only make up afterwards because she was like okay fine we're even but going forward like things need to be different that yeah. was like, kind of yeah. the implication yeah. of what she was saying mm-hmm. so I guess like that's different from a lot of media where they portrayed the stalking and the spying as romantic because yes. they're meant to be Quite together like. yeah yeah basically. But in dark, they they say like, hey, you did this and it's not cool. But at the same time, we're going to move past this consciously together. Yeah.
0: And also, I think I'm able to look past it as well because I feel like they are the red thread, right? They're destined. And they know from day one that there's something about each other. I think in the show, that's kind of how it presents, you know, is that kind of strange fascination where he just can't stop that deja vu feeling of I know you from somewhere and no matter what, we're always going to end up together. Um, So I I forgive it a little bit for that. I was just thinking about how he doesn't go through her social media or anything. (laughs) He follows her, but she doesn't seem like the type to have a social presence. Social media presence. But it's weird to me that they chose to do it the way they did rather than do a social media presence. It would have been a lot easier for them and less dangerous for him to be caught, you know, with a photo of her from gym class. It's 2019. Surely they have social. Yeah. Yeah. How would that have changed the scene if he was scrolling through her social? Is that creepier?
1: It might be. Well, I don't know. I think I think you're touching on the implication of social media stalking as being just as Like on the same level as real world stalking. We all do that though, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, we all do world. it. Not it's socially real- acceptable. <laughs> not the real. Sorry, world. everyone. Not the I'm real stalking world. you on not, socials. <laughs> yeah, no, but the, yeah, but the but the social media.
1: The, yeah, not the stalking, the real world stalking, where you're like entering someone's life and they don't want you to, and you have kind of some sort of ill will. But like the I like someone so much, I'm gonna like watch them and try to be around them as much as possible. Yeah, that kind. It's like yeah, it's what don't we, we all do on social media. I think so. Yeah. I think we all do a we little bit of that. Yeah. For example,
0: I met a really cool lady the other day, um, like a week ago, online, and uh, we rated her, essentially. On Twitch? Twitch? Yeah, we rated her on Twitch. Wow, that sounds... Yeah, let me explain. For those who have no idea what (laughs) I just said on this website, Twitch, when you raid somebody, it's basically when your stream is over, because Twitch is your live streaming, um, whatever you're doing, you might be playing a game or whatever, and your whole community's there together. When you're done, you find somebody new, and you take your whole community and you bring it over and and you all watch this new person together. So that's what I mean by we raided her before we think because we're talking about stalking man. No. Okay, so (laughs) I brought my community over and I instantly was like had severe friend aggression where it was like, like, dude, she's so cool. She was talking about like keyboards and her profile mentioned that she likes technology and like all this cool stuff. And so immediately I pulled up her Instagram. It was right there in her profile, a link to her Instagram. So I opened it up and I'm like, oh man, she's a runner. She's obsessed with cats, like all these cool things that I love, you know? And I just, I think that's normal is basically what I'm saying. And if it's not, please tell me that it is because that's, that's my (laughs) go-to when I like you know, meet anybody that I want to be friends with or get to know a little bit. I do look at this. I do look at their social media, which in some ways can be dangerous because social media is a very curated thing.
2: I do the exact same thing, but it Mm -hmm. reminds me a lot of the fact. So like we have a friend who has a big YouTube presence, right? And has done YouTube a lot for many, many years. Very Uh, And, and I feel like when I, when I first became friends with him, I was like, I'm not going to look into any of that stuff because I would like to be friends before I become like aware of who you are. Okay, I could go back and watch all of his YouTube videos and then suddenly I have all this information. Oh, yeah. In 2015, you did this, this and this. And like, this is what you were doing. And now I know this and all that stuff, you know, like when you put your information out, it's like I want to become friends with you and I want to learn that stuff. Like I want to get to know you. In the time that I would, if we were actually like friends, and not yeah. with all of this backstory behind you, where yeah. I could literally that just go and like give literally give
0: me permission to have ish. I mean, it's on
2: yeah, like yeah. it's like it's on YouTube. When you but make a YouTube different. video, it's yeah, it's not like okay, now I require all of my new friends to go and find out every detail about my life that I decided to share three years ago. Yeah. So I I made a conscious effort to to like not watch any of his content because also, you know, for example, I could easily go and be like, oh, I know about you and your relationship now because you posted so much about it. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. just I personally was like, I would rather he like I would rather become friends and find that stuff out in the time that we would because
1: yeah, might not like
2: me <laughs> like, yeah it's it's it to yeah. me that that sort of level it, it would be super creepy if he was like yeah so three years ago and i'd be like yes when this happened and yeah, then that I, know happened, it already. Yeah. I know it you it's, said it on it's youtube so
0: funny that you say that because uh i also made the same decision but we never talked about that no. but when i because the, the same thing happened when i first met him i was like oh i didn't i had no idea I had no clue. I also had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, which, you know, I feel like is probably really refreshing. But then when I found out, should I be a good friend and like go and, you know, watch that kind of stuff? And then I went, you know what? Actually, no, I don't want to do that. I I just want to be that safe space where you're not that famous dude that did that thing. Yeah, I can just be like, you know fuck you, I don't know you, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, we can, exactly. We can like, have that banter that you like, have to tell me about yeah, your life. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I have to tell you about mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so You have to
2: work to be my yeah. friend. So mm-hmm. I should be yeah. able to work to yeah. be your friend, you know?
0: Yeah. But but yeah, so essentially good points. I don't know how we got on to talking about that. But oh, yeah, social media, that that kind of desire to learn and know more. So I just wonder if the scene had been switched to him looking through her socials, would we find that more acceptable than what he actually did?
2: It's, I think it's that, more more. So oh, sorry, Acorn. I know you've been yeah, trying to say ahead. something. Yeah, go for it. I was no, I was just going to say really quickly, I think it's <laughs> more just, acceptable. Sorry, I just Acorn, interrupted I and then I interrupted. And
0: then I'm going to keep going. Okay, hold on. It's <laughs> okay. Go ahead. No.
1: <laughs> no. Well, I refuse.
2: I refuse. You have great. to. Okay. I was just going to say Great. more. I was just going to say it's more acceptable. But less honest and straightforward. There we go. The end. Yes. Hey, Gordon, okay. Back to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know how you're going to edit this BB. I don't I might I might leave this in cuz it's Just real it and in. it's funny. It's Oh my gosh. It's real Sorry guys. Funny. I am an no, okay. asshole actually. No, you're the joke not. I no, made and now this. No, stop,
1: stop, oh, stop. Man. Nope. Um so on the topic of social media, I think it is I think we're touching on the whole concept of permission. Because if he was looking at social media of things that she specifically curated to share the world, then that's one thing. But mm-hmm. instead, he's following her through the woods. He's forcing yeah. himself into her private life yeah, and then confronting her about it when she didn't give him permission to know that information in the first place. Yeah. So I think that's a major distinction to make right there because that's that's, I mean, if he was like, aware of her in school if he like you know placed himself in the hallways around her classes just so he can see her more often that's one thing but he actually like follows her when she doesn't want to be followed in that sort
0: yeah now uh, he follows her into the woods when they're already in a relationship does that at all make it any more forgivable
1: i think it's worse yeah because he cares about her like they've already hooked up and so they're a thing yeah And he still like forces himself into her, her private life. Yeah. I think that I would find it
0: personally. This is just me personally. uh, I would find it more horrifying if somebody had followed me and we weren't even together. But like Francisca, if he'd followed me, I would be very upset. I'd be like, you just crossed a boundary, but I could maybe potentially forgive it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she had this moment too, because think about it, like her mom bringing it back to Charlotte is extremely closed off. So they have that conversation where she says, they, they get together because they're having this heated conversation about how she just wants to get out of this town and everyone's a liar. And Magnus confronts her and says, well, you're no different. Yeah. And it's this moment where it becomes kind of a turn on for her and they end up making out and having sex right there, right? This is the scene
1: where, oh, um yeah, when he I first... Don't think, do
2: they have a conversation when she's in the leotard? I can't remember. Yeah. All I remember is is fact checking. Um, yeah. I have actually, no clue. I,
1: I just watched the scene. So mm-hmm. yes, okay, great. he um he comes into her class and sits down in the desk, and she's mm-hmm. like. Like with her eyes, what the fuck are you doing here? And then she leaves, I think, to kind of get away from him, but also because she got a text message on her phone. So mm-hmm. she goes out to the woods to the drop place yeah. um, where her, the tin is, and he follows her there. Yeah. And then he follows her all the way back to school where she goes to gymnastics. And that's when he watches her and stuff. And when she's done with gymnastics and comes back to the locker room, she immediately looks in her bag and finds the envelope missing with money in it. And that's when he comes oh, in. And he's geez. like, what is this? Like, what what is this money for? They aren't together.
2: No. That's the first time they have sex.
0: Jesus. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, Magnus. That is not my
2: response if that happens. If that happens, I'm like, excuse me, stranger.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Out. What I think is interesting, though, about that scene is he does confront her with the money, and she, I guess, starts the conversation like, you have no right and then he said well you're no different than anyone else yeah look at and you with all when, your secrets yeah yeah cuz she that's all she complains about she's just so sick of the the town with people lying and, and keeping their secrets and so that's what's interesting because she immediately just spills the beans She talks about how she's sick of her parents' marriage being hidden. It's, I know they're not together the way that they used to be. They sleep in separate rooms. They're not talking about it. And all of these things. And that's when he kisses her. She gives up her secret and he embraces that and then loves her for for it. it. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's almost like she's just desperately looking for... Someone to tell her secrets to that she doesn't. She doesn't yeah. trust anybody with yeah. the information that she has. She doesn't know that anyone can carry it, and so she, in that moment, it's almost like she makes that equation. She sees that he's asking for that, and she yeah. goes, "Fine, I'll just like offload." And then he he kisses her, and she realizes, like, "Oh, maybe this is someone I can be my honest, true self with."
1: Yeah, at least partially at the time. Yeah, it takes it her a was... while to be upfront about Benny and and mm-hmm. the money and all of that.
2: Yeah.
0: So part of why I got so excited, Mergs, when you were telling the story about how you compartmentalize and how you just wanted to be your full authentic self with somebody is because I really think that's exactly what they go through. And especially so because we're always talking about how people repeat loops. Francisca's one who breaks it. That generational loop of her mother, Charlotte, being so emotionally closed off and not vulnerable at all with anyone. We see that time and time again where Peter is reaching out or saying, you know, I got to tell you something. And Charlotte's like, got to go. Bye. Charlotte refuses to be emotionally present with anyone. And there are a couple of moments where she is emotionally unavailable to her children. So we get this look of what life growing up for Francisca is actually like. And that is that she cannot be open or honest with her parents. So she is learning through her mother how to behave in a relationship, which is to be emotionally closed off and keep everybody at arm's length. And in that locker room, in that moment, when he says you're no different, she has the opportunity to break that cycle. And she does. Or at least she decides she wants to. It's very difficult because you can't just suddenly decide, oh, I'm going to be open and vulnerable and then just have it happen. So this is something I really fucking appreciate about their relationship in the show is that as somebody who also grew up with an emotionally unavailable parental units, I struggle with that. I struggle with being emotionally available to friends or partners in a way that is what they want out of the relationship. So to see her constantly be like, no, you don't get this part of me just because we're sleeping together. doesn't mean you get to know everything. And then he stops and says, I don't want to hurt you. I'm acknowledging that you are yelling at me or lashing out right now because you feel threatened and you don't feel safe. I'm going to just acknowledge that. I'm not going to hurt you. I just want to know who you are. And that's it. But that To someone who has grown up like Francisca, that is the scariest thing. Sometimes that is scarier than physical violence. Because, hey, I know how to handle physical violence. I say, fuck you and bail. But being emotionally vulnerable is like, here's my soft side of my underbelly.
1: You can can get me where I can't recover. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love about that scene specifically, this is after you know, they hook up and he gives her, I think her necklace back. And he tells her that I don't want to hurt you. I just want to know who you are. Her response is not today. Okay. Yeah. And he, and then she leaves, but I love how he, he just takes that and is yes. like, okay. Respecting right. her Progress. boundary. Progress. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She's acknowledging you need this kind of availability from me for our relationships to succeed. I'm acknowledging it, but I just can't today. Yeah.
1: Another thing mm-hmm. about the locker room scene, it you know what it reminds me of is what you were saying, Mergles, about just saying like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to say this thing that yeah. could make or break the relationship. And yeah. then his response to all of her dirty laundry that she just piles on the ground at his feet is, okay, cool. That's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to know you. His constant acceptance of her, I think is what ultimately lets her open up to him. To get to that place of comfort that we see them in for the rest of the series, really. Yeah, I just had a thought, too. And I think the difference is
0: most of the time, especially in media, when we see stalking, it's about possession. It's about owning. Yeah. And I think the reason I at least am okay with Magnus's behavior in the end is because he really, truly just seems to want to know her. I'm intrigued by you, but I don't want to own you or possess you. I do genuinely want to know you. I want your secrets. um, And I want you to feel I I love you. It's coming from a place of this, not just physical attraction, but he wants to know who she is. And he finds every part of her fascinating, uh, which I really like. I think acknowledging that that initial behavior is creepy is important. But they do it in the show, too. Like Acorn said, she acknowledges, says, I can't believe you did that. That's a huge breach of trust. And how dare you? And then, you know, if we're going to continue, there has to be boundaries. And then they do it. She says, not today. And he accepts that. And they they move forward. And then, of course, it's backed up more by the alternate reality version of their relationship. Oh, yeah. Where they do know each other completely. And he still accepts every part of her. And I'm curious, in the alternate reality relationship, Francisca seems a lot more open. Do we want to talk about why we think that is? Oh. I have a theory. Mm. And yeah, I, th- I want to hear your theory. My I... theory is that. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. Did you want to go first, Marks, before I go with my theory? Well, I'm
2: interested if the first thing that comes to my mind is your theory, which is why I want to yep. say it. Yep, I'm go. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because. He had to go the extra length to learn sign or new sign that wasn't my theory but i think okay. that's that's mm-hmm. good
0: um my theory was actually in that the loop is already somewhat broken so it was easier for her because her mother and peter are separated by that point aren't oh, they Oh, true in the alt reality i could be totally well, wrong they could not be separated but i feel like in the Alt reality she's already having an affair yeah, with Yeah, I think they're still together, but I think they're still together. They're still together, but they're but both kind of cheating on each other. They're both kind of cheating on each other and, and I mean a it's a secret. Yeah, yeah, he is a pre Ooh, yeah. He's yeah, he's a they, Yeah, and But they're both cheating on each other and they're both not outwardly aggressive towards each other because they both have this kind of secret understanding, I guess, where they're going to they're seeing other people. I don't I don't think that they ever had that conversation together where it's like, you know, you do your thing and I'm going to go do my thing. It wasn't like they were having an honest, open relationship. But her mother is happier. Her mother's not walking around the house like with this this visceral hatred uh, or this elephant in the room yeah she's going to work her hair is done mm-hmm. she's just a lot happier so I think Francisca maybe doesn't know even that their parents have this or she, this huge or she secret. suspects
1: or it's just not as present like you said it's not yeah. as big of an elephant so life is kind of normal and then I think to go off of what Mergle said a lot of her time and attention and focus is spent on Magnus who yeah. went to the lengths of being close to her by yeah. learning sign, yeah. So I think it's it's a balance between both of your points. I think, yeah, the less tension and aggression in the household, and then mm-hmm. having someone who has shown physically how much he cares for her, yeah. And ultimately, I think that that seeing that in season three,
0: first of all, I screamed, but seeing <laughs> oh, that in season three made me circle back to season one and go, okay. He genuinely just wants to know her. Him, the season one also is supposed to be a little bit creepy. There's like this mystery. You're not supposed to know what's going on. So I think his steps in season one are I'm going to go the extra mile to show you that I know you have a secret and I still want to accept you. I still want to talk to you about it, even though he makes the wrong conclusion about her initially and it comes at her pretty yeah. hot. I think he says, I think he hints at something else. I
2: think the show hints at it, too, because there's like a mattress and then she fi- there's like condoms and then the oh, necklace yeah. is by the mattress. Oh, yeah. So, and the red yeah. lipstick.
0: Yeah. The show leads yeah. you to think that that's definitely uh, what she's doing. And so we make the same conclusion. Maybe Magnus does. But it, it is the wrong conclusion. I think that and then seeing season three where he's learned to sign for her, I just in my mind, I immediately knew he did it without telling her first. Yeah, I feel like one day he just started signing to her. And I don't know, like, I think I think that's my headcanon for how they got together in the alt reality because we don't get to see it. They're already there and they're already together and they're already so solid. But I just feel like based on what they showed us in season one. That we can assume that that's kind of what happened there or that he was interested in her. Maybe they started with a notepad, but I definitely think Aww. he he came. He learned a lot of it and came uh, at her with it as a surprise, because that's just very much in his character.
2: I think I also felt very much like they were together longer. Yes. In it the alternate like world. Yeah. I got a
0: vibe. They were so familiar.
2: Yeah. 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 It was like so there already.
0: Yeah. Oh God, it's so good. And also it's interesting to note the switch in Magnus is more like Francisca in season one, regular world, right? Their roles yeah. are reversed where he's upset. His world is crumbling. His oh, family's wow. full of lies and you know, his parents are splitting up or have already mm. split up, but his dad is kind of not present. You know, it's, it's all that. And then, you know, Francisca's the one that's a little bit it comes from a more stable environment. It's not that stable at all. But we have no idea if she knows that or not. Um, yeah. She's, at least according to my memory.
1: She's more emotionally and physically assertive than he is. Yes. Yep. And it's the yeah. other way around in
0: right. Jonas's world.
1: Yeah. yeah. Where
0: Magnus is constantly pushing that boundary and like
1: getting him to be comfortable. So, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Mm. Total aside, but we just mm-hmm. mentioned the whole secret and the whole prostitution element that the story presents. Mm -hmm. When I was going back to, to research this, I realized something. Um, When Magnus follows her to the woods, one of these times, I think it's the second time he follows her to the woods. He sees her put something in the tin and this time he waits and he waits until Benny comes by And takes what's in the tin out and puts, I guess, money inside. And then he follows Benny all the way back to the trailer. And when he goes into the trailer to confront Benny and wrongly assumes that, I guess, Francisca and Benny are in cahoots and they're both, you know, selling themselves for money. uh, Falco's genie is playing in the background. No. Uh. Like on the radio. a little aside. But since we talked about it that's last
2: time, I wanted
1: to mention that's it. That's not a little aside. That's not a little
2: aside. Holy cow.
1: Okay, so to take it a step further, this is before Magnus confronts Francisca and realizes that she's not selling herself. So she's not a prostitute or a sex worker. So in that moment, he is standing in Benny's trailer looking at a sex worker hearing a song about a woman selling herself and red lipstick and all that stuff. And it's just this nice undercurrent. It's really cool.
2: That's so crazy.
0: This is interesting because I'm going to read some of the lyrics for this because I, I don't think we've actually read them out before. We
1: read a little bit when Mergles was going through the history during uh, the housekeeping yeah. on one of the episodes. Yeah. But, but now yeah, that they're it.
0: playing it in reference to Magnus and Francisca, it kind of takes on a new meaning. Okay. Life is not what it seems such a lonely little girl in a cold cold world there's someone who needs you you're lost in the night don't wanna struggle and fight but there's someone who needs you what holy shit it takes on a it takes on a new meaning in relation to them the two of them yeah just know there's someone who's going to need you oh wow yeah <gasps> let me show you who i am let me what? show you yes Coming home. I'm coming home. Let me show you who I am. Let me show you that I'm your man. I would give anything just to see you again. Let me show you that I care. Let me show you that I will share. Oh,
1: my God.
2: S- um, yeah. Stop. Stop right now. Uh, <laughs> stop. Stop everything right now. Is
1: what? Is this a wrong moment? <laughs> our love will never
0: die. And our love what? will never fade away.
2: Their love never dies. Or it never fades dies, away. dies. Or oh, fades away. God. <laughs> <laughs> We we need the bomb. We need
0: the bomb. Yeah, we do. We do.
1: We do. Oh my god, so good. Oh Oh. my god, you realize what this means, right? No, they take this whole premise. Oh my god, they take this whole premise of Francisca being a sex worker and doing it in the woods and wearing red lipstick. Yeah, and. Uses a song that basically depicts exactly that and then flips both the situation of Magnus and Francisca on its head But also the lyrics yeah, because we know it's a song about all of these things that we t- we covered in a previous episode, how it's, you know, very controversial and all of this stuff. But then if you read the lyrics through the lens of Magnus and Francisca, it takes on a completely new meaning. Everything just changes. like a their totally deep, does. like
2: innocent meaning yeah. where, oh, my God,
1: God, you know what I just realized, too, that
0: if we're going straight metaphor, then that scene where Elizabeth has stolen the lipstick and Francisca believes her, she becomes vulnerable stops compartmentalizing, and then finds out she stole the lipstick, she is punished for being vulnerable in her home. It's another scene where we directly see why it's so hard for her to open up to Magnus. Because anytime she's vulnerable outside of her relationship with Magnus, she is emotionally punished for it.
2: You know, oh, oh you're
0: going to be sweet to your sister because you believe her, even though she's lying to your face. And I mean, that's that's sisters do that kind of stuff, you know, it's it's normal. Yeah. I'm not saying that Elizabeth's a monster, but it, it, I always wondered why they had that scene in there. And that's why it's because it shows us that Francisca opens up, believes her, is kind, is emotionally vulnerable to her little sister and is like i was worried about you everyone was worried about you i'm glad you're safe and then sees the red lipstick lipstick. on her yeah and then slaps her yeah and it's like how dare you don't take my stuff and we see her immediately put that wall back up yep don't take my stuff wow yeah
2: oh Oh. yeah holy cow yeah
0: man he's so does
2: anybody Wait, have- do we know if she's wearing red lipstick when Magnus and her in the alternate world when the world ends?
0: I don't think so. I think I remember trying to see if she wears red lips at all, but I don't think she does. Now, okay. I think I have a theory for that, too. But let me just double check that here. She's wearing a red dress oh. when they come into the, the bunker. So no lipstick, but very much a red dress
2: so good let me see i'm looking if i can find an image of them in the alternate when the world is ending and they're sitting there together as the world ends
0: i don't think she wears red lipstick at all in the alt world it's very interesting especially because we decided that red was signifying things that couldn't be changed
1: or really noteworthy yeah moments moments in time time, right yeah
0: so not only is that super interesting that so she's wearing the red dress in regards to their relationship like perhaps their relationship no matter what they're going to end up together which is super romantic and lovely but also the idea that that apocalypse ending wasn't locked in time so for her to wear it in that in that scene where they're like then together you know that kind of makes sense that's awesome that still backs up our previous theory yeah as if it was locked in time she most certainly would be wearing red lipstick in that scene and who knows maybe yeah. she is but i don't i don't think so
2: I found it. Um, oh, she's did you not? Yeah. Are we going to talk about their involvement with Sigmundus?
0: I was going to end with that. Yeah. So if, okay, and if nobody else. No, no, no. That's OK. I was just about to say, do we have anything else we want to talk about their relationship before we talk about the massive disappointment that is their <laughs> under how underutilized they were in Sigmundus?
2: Uh, other than the fact that they are real true love that you sent us videos in the discord and yeah. I was watching those videos and I was like, man, if you watch dark, but through their perspective, <laughs> it's just their story. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's very, it's beautiful. just so beautiful.
1: Agreed. I had fun too going back through the episodes and just looking for them, like scrubbing yeah. through and only looking for them. And it's it's actually a really beautiful story of young love and working through distrust and acceptance and all of yeah. these things. And then, like you said, PB, only to end the whole third season with just being like soldiers yeah. for Adam. Yeah. Um, it's, I do have one thing before yeah, go we mm-hmm. go that direction. Yeah. And it's actually about uh, Francisca's necklace. Yes. Oh, yeah. We talked about yes. that a little bit. But yes, please yeah. enlighten um, us. So I found a fan theory. That mm-hmm. says they think Francisca's necklace is the Egyptian god Isis. And I thought that was interesting. And so I went diving and went down the rabbit hole. And oh, yes. I'm so ready. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Because I just Googled and it shows her with the wings. Yeah. So okay, Isis yeah, is on. portrayed
1: a lot of times with wings. And so if you look at the necklace charm, and I have a couple of pictures that we can include in the show notes. Yeah. It's a very simplified version of a bird but it's also like not very identifiable as a single bird it's not like a dove or a seagull it's very like kind of amorphous
0: yeah and its pose is very much like this yeah which is strange because you don't normally see similar. yeah you don't see bird charms usually like that they're usually like in flight and stuff so yeah okay
1: yeah i'm ready so in my diving i learned that the emerald tablet draws on both Greek and Egyptian influences because the purported author of the text is Hermes Trismegistus, which I think you may have mentioned before, PB. Mm -hmm. That name is said to be associated with the Greek god Hermes and the Egyptian god Thoth. The two gods were once worshipped as one in the Hellenistic period. And the priests developed the myth of Isis to say that she was the daughter of the earth god Geb and the sky goddess Nut But Isis is also sometimes said to have learned her wisdom from or even been the daughter of Thoth, who is the author of the Emerald Tablet. So hold on.
0: Yeah. So let me just get this straight. Yeah. If Charlotte is Tannhaus's adopted granddaughter or just, you know, kind of delivered at his door, but in his mind it's representing the baby that he lost that he never got to know because his son and his daughter-in-law died— and he's the creator. He's Thoth then, right? That would make, yeah. that would make Charlotte, Francisca's mother, Isis. Then Charlotte's oh, charm that she is wearing is representative of her mother.
1: Oh, my God. I that's like pretty, that. That's
0: pretty bomb. That's pretty cool. I like
1: that a lot. Yeah. Holy crap. And
0: now, uh, from what I remember, Isis also protects women and children, right?
1: Yes. Okay, so yeah. that's the other thing. Isis is known as the goddess of the moon, as well as life, magic, the protector of women and children, and the healer of the sick. I was thinking about the connection between that and Benny. You just said, PB, that Charlotte could represent Isis, and Francisca being the daughter of Charlotte would inherit like a symbol of Isis in the form of a necklace. But I love the fact that Isis is a protector of women and children and a healer of the sick, and she's the one who's helping Benny with hormones. Yeah, Bernadette. Okay, Yeah. 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 Oh. So that was nice. Oh
2: my gosh. Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: She was believed to be the most powerful magician in the universe. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Huh.
2: The only thing it's so funny because it ties back into you and us about to talk about the disappointing lack of usage yeah. of them. Is yes. that yeah. it's almost that because they underutilize them afterwards and Francisca, they kind of get put on a shelf almost. Um, The only thing that leads me to believe that that's not the case for them is that they are put on a shelf and she carries almost like no meaning afterwards, you know?
0: Yeah, it's super disappointing. And I didn't realize how disappointed I was until I went back for this episode trying to find their involvement. So I think that speaks to something that I didn't feel it while I was watching the show while I was watching it, I felt satisfied by how in love they were. And, you know, what we saw of them in season three, I was okay with that. But in doing research, I went, wow, they kind of, you know, they have no involvement later. And it's super weird. But before I dive too far into that, I think it's interesting, too, if we if we don't necessarily look at the necklace to mean ISIS, I think it could also just signify freedom, like the bird in flight. And I think that that's very powerful as well, because it means so much to her. And he knows it does. And, they use it. He uses it together to, as a way to get close to her. Um, now, I think in relation to Sic Mundus, that's what they all want. They want paradise. They want freedom. So I think showing that ne- the necklace as a symbol of freedom is a great way to show us that that's how these two rebellious people, Because they are so rebellious. Yeah. How do two people that are so rebellious end up in a place like Sigmundus? Being so restricted. Yeah. Is it because they want to get out of Winden so badly that they fall to this? Or do they just realize that the only way to be together is to do this? And honestly, I think that's what it is. I think they go, okay, if we break the loop, then we never meet. We don't exist. Oh, man. And we don't get to be together. So I think seeing the two of them being rebellious in their youth and wanting to be free and away from Winden and then cut to them together as an old couple where they just show them reaching out and grabbing their hands. This is the only way for them to be together is to be part of Sigmundus and to perpetuate the snake eating its own tail. Yeah, I like that.
2: That's amazing. That made me feel a
0: bit more satisfied with what happened to them. Because if you think about it, I don't think they would do what Noah did. I don't think they would do anything other than help ease that cycle on to be together. I don't think they would kill someone. I don't think they would hurt anyone. So I'm kind of glad that they and I'm going to say this. I'm glad they didn't have some baby that ended up being somebody else. They're just a couple that never did that. And that to me is fucking awesome. <laughs> Power to people with families and couples that want to have kids and, and do that. But there are a lot of couples out there that don't. So I really appreciate the the representation there that they were just outside of the loop. They just wanted to be together. And I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah,
2: I think that's a beautiful way of thinking about it. Now it's completely the way I'm going to accept that. That's yeah, a, that's <laughs> the reality is that they they did join Sigmundus Mundus and they did do everything they could just so that they could continue being together yeah it makes absolute sense to me i mean also like i could see that if they are trying to fix things but by the time they're middle-aged they are pretty much aware of adam's plan right like they're yes. on the down low yeah and they also magnus goes into the alternate world right yes to get Martha. to get martha yeah. i think they went yeah. together even yes
1: that's the thing you always see them together yeah after they join sick mundus they're in, I think, every scene together, except yeah. for maybe one. Because they have that line, if we die
0: today, then together. Yes. Yeah. Then I think it's safe to say in Sigmundus, behind closed doors, what we didn't get to see is if we're stuck in a loop, then together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Always then together.
0: That's it, man. That's the oh, episode man. wrap.
2: <laughs> Call that's it. A wrap. Wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. Uh,
0: wow. That's so good. Oh, ah, yeah. does anybody have Man. anything else to add in before we do shout outs? I just feel, mm-hmm. I, feel I feel good. I, the only thing I want to say is that I do still feel very sad that we didn't see more of them or they didn't have a bigger role or,
2: or there was no scene where they were like, this is why we're doing this. this, is this the, so yeah. This, this is we can the only together. way to be
0: together. You know, yeah. I, I would have loved just a little bit more of them because I do. I feel like they were side characters that we all yeah. just fell in love with and felt, that they were so much more than side and i just wanted a i just wanted another serving of them but at the same time i recognize how much they were trying to do in only three seasons so i get it but yeah i think that that is the way that i will view it as well that they just perpetuated the loop to be together
1: yes should we should we do some shout outs uh yes but real quick um i know pb yes Mm -hmm. pb found a beautiful video on YouTube about Magnus and Francisca. So we're going to show that in the show notes. And I also found two just general dark videos that are so well edited and gorgeous. So I'm going to throw that in there too. Okay. So we have just a a YouTube treasure trove for you. (laughs) Or dark finds
0: this week. I love doing this, by the way, because I know as somebody who's super obsessed with the show. And I know all of you who are listening, you know, you found us probably because you wanted more. So I love that we're trying to find stuff and share it so that we can continue that, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love Dark Finds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's do some shout outs. And I believe is your
2: first. Oh, me. Hello. I'm mergles Um you can find me on the internet, Mergals on Twitter, uh, <laughs> and Twitch. And uh, it's all Merkel's. So that's me. I'm an animator and storyboard artist and I do like role play and stuff. And, um, you know, that's me. So thanks so much. <laughs> that's where <laughs> you can find me. I'm never good at these. <laughs> Don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, I know. It's it perfect. also feels like we share the oh, same things Oh, actually, every week, so. should I? Should yes. I? I'm wondering. M- mention how the film how much-
0: that's going to be at the Toronto International Film Festival because you totally yeah. should do that.
2: Okay. What? So uh, Sorry one to of aggressively the is take that- over, but. <laughs> Yeah, so I animated on a film that is playing at the Ottawa International Animation Film Festival and the Toronto International Film Festival. That's so cool. Yeah, it's called For North A, directed by Jordan Kenning and Howie Shia, and I was a, I was one of the lead animators on the project, so all the hospital scenes are me. Um, You can check out a trailer, uh, TIFF trailers. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful film about memory and history and grief and loss and sort of the banality of loss, which I'm super into. uh, And it was a joy to work on the project. If you're interested in that, go check it out.
0: We will include the trailer in the show notes. Oh, okay. Well, that
2: works too. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very proud of it. I feel very honored to Mm -hmm. have been a part of it. So yeah. I'm very proud of you. Yes.
1: Same. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Yeah. uh, So I'm Acorn Bandit. You can find me online under Acorn Bandit and Joyson Studio. You can... uh, Find me on JoySounds.com. And if you want to see my other links, as I've mentioned before, you can go to joysons.com slash pages acorn. And I'm PB. And you can find me at Twitter at Pumpkinberry,
0: or you can go to Pumpkinberry.tv. I am a showrunner on a tabletop RPG channel called Table Stories. I tell stories that way. I feel like Storyteller is a good way to describe me. I do a bunch of other podcast projects, and I stream on Twitch. So if you want to check out any of that stuff, just head on over to Pumpkinberry.tv and we are on twitter just a reminder one last yes. time we're on twitter yes. at, at radio, radio winden,
2: winden. Uh, um, <laughs> wait we have, i want to do it too we all all yeah, three okay, of us okay. have to do it okay yeah because we're the
0: dark three okay yes. Uh, yes Okay, you can find us at radio radio w-
2: winden. <laughs> let's do at radio yeah. organized okay. okay ready at at Radio-, Radio Winden, <laughs> at- <laughs> Radio Winden, actually at Radio Winden, at
0: Radio Winden, we'll never, will never get this anyway. It's fine, fine
2: it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's good, it's good. Uh, you That's can find us for. at at Radio Radio Winden.
0: Radio Winden. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not close at all. Not close at all. But please feel free to send us a message or tweet at us. Um, we're still using the hashtag dark pod. If you don't want to tweet at us, that's fine too. But basically we are going to be using that Twitter account to retweet cool dark finds to mention when the episodes are dropping. So that's what you can you can follow that Twitter account for and to keep, to keep on top of that hashtag. And if you'd like to be in part of our conversation, we would love to have you please feel free to email us at
1: darkcompanionpod at gmail.com and stay tuned for a fun new project.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. We have, we have a surprise for you that we're cooking because the y'all have just been so generous with uh, emailing us and sending us letters that we wanted to do a little something special. So, uh, we have something cool in the works for that. So if you didn't hear your letter today, don't worry. We're going to get to it. I promise. (laughs) We are proudly powered by the Geek Generation Network. And if you want to check out more cool, geeky things like the Orville, Avatar, uh, we have a whole bunch of cool podcasts, Um, Acorns, one of them, the Avatar podcast. We have a whole bunch of cool other podcasts that you can check out at thegeekgeneration.com.
2: Also, our art is done by Johnny Knight. Yes.
0: And that's J-H-O-N-Y-N-I-G-H-T. Thank you, Johnny. You're amazing. And next week's episode is TikTok, an episode about health.
2: Yay! Bye. Okay, bye! Bye! Bye, thanks, Bye! bye.